2: May 15th edition of the Sports Mix on Talk Radio, WRNR and TV 10. Spencer, Nick, and Colin, happy to have you with us. Show brought to you in part by the Brown Funeral Home and Cremations. Robert Fields and Sons, a family-owned full-service funeral home that has probably served our area since 1880. And uh, we're back from a weekend. I, we were just talking about April a minute ago because that's uh, when the commanders, we'll get into this later on in the show, when the commanders, the non-exclusive uh, agreement was apparently made on April 15th to uh, sell the team. We'll talk about that in the third segment of the show. Uh, But first, somewhat breaking news, kind of breaking news, I guess we could say, in the area. We don't officially have the information, but it's kind of, you know, everyone knows it at this point. It's the worst kept secret in Martinsburg. Um, There's a lot of those. That's true. But we know on Friday uh, afternoon, just after the show, because I checked at 1115, we know back a few months ago when... Martinsburg football's Britt Sherman announced that he was, according to the official documents, resigning as head coach and resigning his teaching position at the school, uh, that that was in the official board documents. Well, I'd seen, I'd I'd known that there's a board meeting tonight, because it's around this time every month. They put the agenda out Thursday afternoon. I saw on the agenda HR uh, personnel decisions being made, whatever, and coaching. There was no Attachment to that. Still on Friday morning after 11, no attachment to that. Uh, The attachment went on there sometime during our show on Friday, and it said that Martinsburg had filled their position. It's awaiting board approval tonight. Well, then on Monday night and then a few hours later, we got the uh, notification that uh, it was on Facebook on his Facebook that uh, former Martinsburg football head coach David M. Walker had resigned his head coaching position at Concord University Division two Concord. And uh, it's been speculated for months at this point that he is coming back, presuming he's coming back. That's huge for this program.
3: Yeah, all signs are pointing to Coach Walker coming back and being the next head coach of the Martinsburg Bulldogs and I know we have a another announcement to get to as well.
4: Yes, so he will be Well, the if it's him. If it's him, if he's a Perth. The new
2: head football coach at Martinsburg High School will be on the show via telephone tomorrow at 12:30. That is the announcement that I have today.
4: Yeah, and Look, all signs are definitely pointing toward Coach Walker coming back. Um, with him retiring and this being, you know, so close together, it makes a lot of sense. Resigning, yeah, whatever. Same thing, different uh, words from different things. a uh, his previous position at Concord. Um, you know, it, it lines up with this, so you know it makes sense. It's definitely at the time we were all thinking, well, that doesn't really make sense for him to leave, but obviously he has his reasons. Uh, so if that is the case, you know, we'll get more answers on that tomorrow. But if you're Martinsburg or a Martinsburg fan, you obviously have to be excited about this, um, considering that, you know, when he left Martinsburg, they were the most dominant team in the state. They still have been very dominant since his departure, but, you know, a slight drop-off, right? I mean, last season wasn't what you wanted, but for Martinsburg overall when you compare – you know, most high school football teams and and what they were able to accomplish. You don't want to say it was a bad season last year, even though around here it's become state championship or bust, but I mean, that's just not going to happen every year for you. Uh, But having coach Walker come back, um, it's obviously exciting for a lot of people. It's going to be, you know, interesting to hear if this is the officially made official tonight, um, what he has to say on our show tomorrow. So, you know, looking forward to it, but uh, definitely some interesting news. I mean, we we heard the rumor when you first heard it. It was like, there's no way that's happening. And now it, yeah, yeah, it didn't make reality. any sense
2: initially. And I think kind of what drug it like dug it into my mind that it was going to be be a thing was that, you know, you see the college transfer portal and, you know, whenever there's a coaching move you see a bunch of players jump in the portal from a particular school. And we saw last Wednesday, former Martinsburg Bulldog football player who was a, uh, a finalist for the Harlan Hill trophy, Gerard Bowie put his name to the portal last Wednesday night, I believe, along with other of his teammates that he retweeted on his Twitter account. And in my mind at that point, um, that's when I knew in my head that that, that it was happening. Because there was rumors he was up here a week ago for an interview that I saw on Facebook last week in our comments that he was at the school last week, so you know, it, you know, we saw him at the Huntington game. Yeah. Well, I did. I you guys didn't because you were in the booth. Nick was back here, but I saw him on the sidelines at the Huntington game. And he's still in his Concord gear and everything. Didn't think anything of it at that point. Uh, but it'll be interesting to see what hap or you know, what the reasoning was. And we'll have him on the show tomorrow. I believe we are his first media appearance as new head coach of the Martinsburg Bulldogs. If it's him, uh, assuming it, presuming it's him, as I said on my sports this morning. All signs are pointing to that. We'll know it. it'll become official tonight at the board meeting who the person is that is the new head coach. Uh, but while we're on the topic of Martinsburg football, uh, John Alderton sent me a text message. Just now, he said, "What about Highland Springs game being canceled yeah. off the schedule?" We'll talk to him about that. I've heard a few things uh, that it it may be helping them gain another game in the end of things, move things and, around. And that's the case, I mean, thing. we we know that a lot of things had to be moved around this for this upcoming season because of the new conference style schedule. Uh, so it'll be interesting to see when they announce who that. You know if there's another team taking place and where things will be, uh, because it kind of seemed like, you know, usually the team that gets dropped, like the team on the opposite end, is the team that puts something out and wants to schedule another game. Yeah, usually that's it, how it works initially. What you're saying and is that's that. how I saw it on Twitter was that the head coach brings was looking for a new game because their new other game got dropped.
3: Kind of how it seemed. So if you're saying that because they were at nine games that they unfortunately had to drop Highland Springs to get to eight games to then get the ten games, I guess it's okay, even though Highland Springs was a great matchup that the two schools so far have split, even though last year it was definitely a uh, game in which Martinsburg was outmatched. Yeah. Um, it would have been nice to see it go on again to see if Martinsburg could get revenge and go up in the series, but if they can get to ten and they have to lose Highland Springs, it makes sense
2: i mean that's obviously you want ten games you see mm-hmm. what I think Cabell Midland plays nine games you know the last couple of seasons, and you never want i mean for them they're in such a tough enough conference if they win six of their conference games. You know, basically, they can win almost all their conference games. They, usually, that Huntington game is obviously a, a, a big game for them. But you know, you see them with pretty good positioning. But you obviously want ten games in a season, and sometimes you got to do what you got to do to get ten games. That's just what I'm presuming, because you always see the opposite the team that's getting dropped is the one looking for uh, the game on their schedule that kind of publicly posts it. That's just what I've what I've seen personally, and and my. Guess on this I don't have anything to back it up That's just my guess is that you know Usually the team getting drops the one that posts Something about wanting another game Initially and then the other team You know we haven't heard anything from Martinsburg football about wanting another game It's true since then so You know it is what it is but uh, we'll get more Into football over the coming months but that's Kind of where we are right Now with things tonight the Board of Education in Berkeley County will vote Yes or no to the new Martinsburg Football coach and that football coach will be on the show tomorrow at 1230 via telephone. We tried to get him in here, but uh, things didn't line up with his schedule, uh, but just got everything confirmed earlier. it can you pop up that playlist here for me? All right. I'll do it for this first segment of the Sports Mix, brought to you in part by Parsons Ford, Ken Parsons Ford in Martinsburg. They became number one by making you number one first. Go to parsonsford.com for more on their side of this break. We'll talk EPAC baseball. I know a lot of people in the Facebook live are probably awaiting for us to talk about that because uh, I think, uh, you know, from what I saw, we got a lot of Muscleman players checking in on Facebook. We'll talk about that after this two-minute break. Or tune in the Sports Mix on Talk Radio, WRNR and TV 10, back in two minutes.
4: I've got thoughts to bark like ham.
0: Panhandle Printing and Design is your full service local print shop.
1: With over 50 years of combined experience, we know how to handle all of your printing and design needs.
0: We can handle anything, from small business cards to wrapping large vehicles. Our in house design team can do it all. As a staple of this community, we love helping people promote their events, businesses, and anything they're passionate about. Envision, create, and bring your ideas to life with Panhandle Printing and Design. You're tuned in to the Sports Mix with Spencer and Nick on Talk Radio WRNR one hundred six point five FM, AM seven forty, and TV ten.
2: Welcome back to this Monday, May fifteenth edition of the Sports Mix on Talk Radio WRNR and TV ten. If you missed the first segment. Uh, we kind of posted on social media on Friday. Uh, Martinsburg has selected its new head football coach. It will They will be uh, determined by the Berkeley County School Board tonight if they are, in fact, the new hire. That new hire will be on the show tomorrow at 1230 via telephone. All signs are pointing towards David M. Walker, former Bulldogs head coach that went up to Division II Concord and then resigned on Friday afternoon. Uh, but now let's move forward and talk some EPAC baseball. We had sectionals on Friday night. We're supposed to have it on Saturday for the first game of potentially two for the final in the section one. But unfortunately, uh, the rain washed that game. But uh, Friday night's game, uh, Hedgesville uh, defeated Martinsburg 6-2. to two. Jackson Ruest got the win on the mound going seven innings, giving up four hits, two runs while striking out five. Six Eagles registered RBIs at the plate. The Bulldogs season comes to an end at 19-11 and while the Eagles move on to the sectional championship. Thoughts, Nick?
4: Well, depending on who you are, it's unfortunate. I think for the two teams involved, it kind of benefits them more to play the game on Monday. They get more days off for their pitching, especially Hedgesville because they had already used their three big starters. It was possible they could have pitched Lane Delauter on Saturday, but now they definitely can pitch him on six days rest and feel a lot better about it, so You know, the rain was kind of beneficial, I think, for these two teams. But in terms of the game, uh, you know, Friday night, I thought a great win for Hedgesville. Uh, They did what they had to do. Really just one shaky inning from Jackson Revest. Other than that, he pitched really well in the game. They got their bats going the most they have so far in the tournament. And now head into this Musselman game tonight where obviously, you know, things are in the Appleman's favor being two games to win one. But um, having Lane to you'll have Tanner Matthew and you'll have Ruest. If you if you need both of those guys, either, either one could potentially go uh, tomorrow if you can get a win tonight. Um, you know, but those three guys being available, um, Hedgesville has a chance to beat anybody in this area. Uh, they, those guys have been really good this year, and they're all pretty much even when you look at the numbers. Uh, Lane's the power pitcher that has the strikeouts, but you know ERA and win loss record. Those guys have been pitching in big games all year so uh, I'm interested to see how it plays out tonight Musselman um, did get to lane a little bit last time they drew eight walks in the wind so you know the Abelman certainly have a very tough offense both teams can hit the ball though really well so it, it should be a really competitive game and uh, we'll see how it plays out but so far Musselman's been able to find ways to win these two close games that they played in and uh, Hengesville's found ways to win most of them so I mean these are these are two really good teams these are the two teams that were voted the two top and they were able to prove that so far uh we'll see if Mussman can pull off what is technically an upset but really it's not i mean these two teams were even pretty much all year so uh looking forward to it and should be a great game tonight and if there is another one tomorrow uh the only unfortunate thing about the rain was that it could mess up our softball schedule but yeah uh definitely looking forward to these games
3: Looking forward to it, too. And you mentioned how it benefits Hedgesville, Nick, because it gave DeWater another day of rest, so it, he'll most likely be starting. But it also gives Musselman's Baden-Hartman another day of rest to see if he's healthy because we know he had an injury that uh, forced him to stop pitching at one point and then also forced him to have to move to first base instead of, playing at shortstop so if he's healthy you could either see him pitch today or play shortstop which obviously they want him there in either of those positions more than first base and having to change around even though it ultimately worked for him in that win you'd like to be more comfortable in this situation to have the guys that you prefer to have at those positions at those positions and in my
4: opinion Baden hartman's the best defensive shortstop in the area so if you have him out there it's obviously you know an upgrade over having to move a guy out of his position like Jason Myers if he's not pitching or even Moberly who's been kind of I'm sorry not Moberly uh McClintock who's been kind of the utility guy all year um you know if you have to put him at short you obviously would rather have Baden if he's not going to be able to pitch so you know, either Hartman or or Myers I would think tonight maybe Aiden Sites, but I think uh based on who's been getting the most starts those two guys would probably be the guys they lean toward but we'll see uh what coach Hardman goes with but go ahead and finish your point Colin.
3: now that that, that was finishing up my point is if it also gives delauder more time it also needs to be mentioned that it gives right. it benefits
2: both of teams, teams more time, I mean, overall so. yeah i would tend to agree with both of you and you know moving over to section two Jefferson shut down Washington 9-0 Friday night by Riley Morgan's one-hit, no-walk, six-strikeout game. The Cougars have now claimed the section for four straight seasons. They're 26-6. The Patriots finished the season at 13-9. And, And, you know, unfortunately for Washington, I think that their season was really derailed, you know, by Colin Reed's injury because he couldn't pitch most of the season. You saw him pitch the other night uh in one of those sectional games and he just wasn't the colin reed that we all knew and unfortunately you know kind of that's where the season was was i feel like lost he pitched four and two thirds against jefferson last wednesday 10 hits seven runs six walks five strikeouts on 106 pitches and uh you know that's a gutsy performance for a guy that hasn't pitched since march 27th and you obviously didn't get to talk about that because i was not on the show last thursday uh but you know i It's hard to say what ifs, but I think this may have been a slightly more competitive section had Colin Reed been able to pitch most of the season.
4: Right. I mean, maybe Washington can steal a game there with a fully healthy Reed and uh, at least make it a little bit more competitive. But I think overall, Jefferson is the better team, and they're the best team in that section. So, um, because they have the depth. You know, they can afford an injury to one of their guys and still be able to be competitive uh, Washington ultimately, you know, their offense really let them down at the end of the season. They didn't put up many runs in these final few games besides the comeback win against Hampshire. So, um, you know, they're still a very young team. I mean, they're going to lose Cam Moore and Colin Reed, which are obviously huge pieces, but they're going to bring back a lot of young talent. And uh, at times they showed potential this year of what they could be down the line. But at this point, Jefferson is the clearly is clearly the best team in that section. Um, and they're, you know, now in the driver's seat. I mean, they're, they're awaiting the winner of this Musselman-Hedgesville series or, or whatever it ends up being, a one-game uh, sectional if Musselman were to win tonight. And, uh, you know, they got to feel pretty confident that they can meet, match up with both teams because of their pitching staff. So it should be, uh, you know, a great sectional championship. but I'm sorry, a great regional championship. But, uh, you know, overall, even if Washington had a fully healthy Reed. I think ultimately Jeff the section.
3: I do too, and it's because, I mean, it really hurt in that game that they had to come back and give them credit for coming back against Hampshire, but when you went out and had to use five guys in that game on the mound, it really limited your options. And then also, even though they came back in that game, other than that eight-run game, in the final stretch of the season, unfortunately for Washington, the offense just wasn't showing up on a nightly basis the way they would have liked them to to be competitive against teams like we saw for Musselman or Jefferson, for example. And, and that kind of it just seemed like maybe confidence or anything. I, I don't really want to go there because I don't know, but the way things ended for Washington just wasn't the best offensively and we, we know they could have done better and we know they will do better even though those pieces that you mentioned Nick will be graduating it's still a young team with a lot of potential for next year.
2: Uh we have some breaking news. Okay. It is We talked about it being speculation. Yeah, there's no speculation. It's there it's 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 it's, it's basically official minus the board vote tonight because they have amended that uh, document they posted on Friday. And it does say appointment. Now I've just lost it. David Walker. David Walker, head football coach at Martinsburg High School. But we do have some other breaking news uh, because we heard a lot of speculation on this. And I was timid about the speculation because I just didn't think it was going to happen. But uh, they have made additions to it. And the new girls basketball coach at Musselman High School will be somebody by the name of Timothy Potter. Oh, we had been Not hearing rumblings. Not the one. We had carry. been hearing rumblings all week that okay. a coach within the county, a pretty successful coach in the county, was leaving his head coaching position at that spot and moving to Musselman High School to be their girls basketball coach. Again, this is all pending board vote tonight, but I, I think that's breaking news from our ears. Because we were anticipating something else happening here, and yes, something
3: we were. pretty a pretty big move <laughs> in the county. App. We don't have to say the name for well, everybody. To be to fair,
4: though, the person that we had heard didn't confirm those rumors. They denied That's those true. rumors. So yeah, you know, was, actually,
3: they didn't deny.
4: It. Well, they, they just d- said no comment. So they were still coaching at the school yes. that they're coaching at. So, you know, they did say no comment originally. So like it was like, eh. and we kind of just heard this from kids, I think, talking to people uh so it was like we didn't really know how legit it was but um to have that confirmed now that muscleman is going in a different direction but we knew that they were yeah we knew, we that, knew they had to get a new coach because yes. coach uh ad ADL- elliot had stepped down i believe he's taking an administrative role yeah at the school so he's just going to focus on some other things but i uh, you know definitely interesting because of the rumor we had heard but we didn't really have enough justification with that rumor to talk about it on the air so at this point um you know just a new coach that we are not familiar with i don't believe so uh we'll have to get him on the show as well
2: that we will but i just happened to check that out because i forgot to check it out earlier and what you know there's some other things on here that were just added. Like we, we talked to him on the show was uh, we knew the head co- or the the head JV coach for Martinsburg basketball, Richard Moore. We knew that was he was stepping down after this right. year. We had him on the show. They had like highlighted the ones in um, in yellow for the new additions, if that makes sense, on those board documents. So uh, we do now know that David Walker pending board vote tonight will for sure be the Martinsburg Bulldog head football coach. We knew, but we didn't know, but we knew, but we didn't know. And uh, now, according to the board documents... Nobody just
4: came out and told us.
2: Yes, nobody told us. Uh, Also, it appears uh, assistant cheerleader coach at Martinsburg has resigned as well. Um, But, uh, yeah, that's the breaking news of the day. We're almost specific on, uh, or we know what is going on at Martinsburg for sure, and we know the new girls basketball coach at Musselman, uh, sorry to break in there, but I figured we were close to finishing up talking about bas- or baseball.
4: Yeah, I think we're uh, pretty much set. I mean, just, you know, two great teams tonight. We'll see if it gets forced to a game three, if you want to call it that. Uh, and then, you know, we'll have great softball. Hopefully, for you, we can get both games in. But obviously, we're not really rooting for either baseball team, so... You know, it is what it is. If there is another game tomorrow, but look forward to some good baseball tonight.
2: Yeah, should be some good baseball. 640 will be the pregame coverage. 7 p.m. for the first pitch as Hedgesville hosts Musselman. Hedgesville
4: – Musselman has two to win one. They have to go to Hedgesville both times if they do play. But it's game. odd.
2: Yeah, it's a very odd thing. Hedgesville's they, the one seed. Yeah, Hedgesville's the one seed, but Musselman won all, won all the games. It's <laughs> under. Excuse me, is undefeated. So we'll talk about that, or excuse me. Uh, that will do it for this segment of the sports mix brought to you in part by Orsini's Home Store, not just so a store any longer. You can buy your Traeger grills at Orsini's at 360 Hack Wilson Way or online at Orsini's.com. Uh, when we come back, we'll talk to uh, Commander's sale and Game 7 uh, of the. NBA yesterday that saw the Celtics get a big win. Colin's happy about that. He's probably happy about both things we'll talk about in the segment. Uh, you're tuning in the Sports Mix on Talk Radio WRNR and TV 10 back in two minutes.
1: Really?
0: Yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh.
5: I'm going to call my parents.
0: Dad, come over. The brisket's gets done. (laughs) The Traeger Connected Experience. Everything you need for epic flavor, and then some.
1: Shop now and save at Orsini's today. April is National Donate Life Month. WVU Medicine is joining the effort to raise awareness for organ donation. Did you know that more than 100,000 people are waiting for life-saving organ transplants? One donor can save up to nine people through organ donation, provide sight for two people through cornea donation, and restore health for more than 150 people through tissue donation. Join WVU Medicine and help spread awareness about the gift of donation. And if you haven't registered, visit RegisterMe.org.
2: Welcome back to this edition of the Sports Mix on Talk Radio WRNR and TV Ten. Spencer Nick and Colin, happy to have you with us. And it became official Friday afternoon uh, when the Commanders released their really their first public statement since the f- November when they said they were hiring Bank of America Securities to look into potential sale of the team. Uh, Friday became official that they reached a full a filled fulfilled agreement. Uh, for $6.05 billion for Josh Harris and his group, uh, one of those members being uh, Magic Johnson, to take over the franchise from Dan and Tanya Snyder. Huge day in D.C. sports history. Uh, It's 25, I think, what, 24 years of... Pain. Pain. (laughs) I don't remember when it was not Dan Snyder, because I was two years old.
3: Yeah, it is a promising time I, I can't say anything really other than that because we don't know what the future holds it, it could still be 24 years of misery right I mean yeah. let's be honest it still this doesn't the guarantee in the this doesn't guarantee success it obviously you're hopeful you're happy because Snyder was not the best owner at all and I, I think that's safe to say so the fact that the Snyders are selling makes you happy and it hopefully will be a promising future for the franchise a new stadium will probably come along the way too and it seems like if Harris doesn't want to do it because we know he's invested into a lot of other teams maybe Magic Johnson is more of the PR face of the side of the ownership group I don't know yet but it's definitely a big sigh of relief and joy for Washington fans everywhere
2: yeah and I just think it's it's a momentous occasion because we had heard about a month ago that there was a non-exclusive deal in place. Well, then we start, started hearing rumblings about maybe the seven billion dollar bid, which was definitely just fake. Yeah, I think that was just to garner attention by uh, don't even remember, don't even want to say his name to give him another shot. I don't even remember it. To be honest with you, and then the Canadian billionaire Steve Ostapopoulos, Uh, That was kind of out of left field. He wanted to buy NBA teams, and and I believe it was Wojnowski that actually broke the news that he was in the bidding for it initially. You might be right. Which I was like, that's way out of left field. Uh, But I think that all you want is a chance, and this is the chance that the Commanders fans have wanted. Uh, I've been seeing in social media a lot of people have now gone and bought season tickets for next mm-hmm. year. Colin, might not be a bad time.
3: <laughs> I, I still think I'm not pulling the trigger even though it might I know. become a waiting list now because of how many fans are supposedly coming back to get season tickets. Uh, I believe the post or the statement was uh, when it was first reported that the Snyders were sell- selling or that the uh, – non-binding or whatever agreement was uh, set a month ago that within that week all, all the at least club season tickets or suites were sold I think is what Jason Wright announced I yeah. remember if you remember that report and yeah. have more of the details in your brain than I do right now But
2: I mean that was kind of the first step I think November was the first step for people but I knew people that were weary the whole time like as Commanders fans you're like well Dan Snyder can just go pull it right out from underneath But now, they announced the deal. I think the biggest thing was that they announced the deal. Had they not announced the deal, I was still kind of weary about the whole situation. But it could be approved as early as May 22nd, May 23rd, the owners' meetings in Minneapolis next week. Or it could be a more lengthy process. So, this could be going into the next couple months. But the fact that the commanders have come out and said something officially on the record and Josh Harris as well as Magic Johnson have both said stuff on the record and have you know put out press releases about this. I think this is a huge occasion for the Commanders and for DC fans in their own right. And I think that you gotta trace this all back to the football season when Tanya Snyder got booed on the field. I think that in my mind was when Dan Snyder said, I'm gonna sell. My wife can't even go out there. I can go out there and get booed, but my wife's not going to go out there and get booed. I think that I was know. the turning or point Or it for was
3: him. whenever all these allegations came out and he had to be suspended or whatever you want to call it from yeah, being in team operations. I think that was also a very huge domino to fall during this uh, huge event. I mean, it's crazy. You, you never thought. A few years ago that you were ever going to see the day but here we are a few moments away from about a week away from it hopefully being official
2: nick any thoughts
4: well i mean it's definitely i think good for washington obviously dan snyder has if the team was just bad it wouldn't be necessarily a huge deal but i think it's more so that he's ran a bad organization like in terms of how he has been accused of so many things and that just leaves a bad taste in a lot of people's mouths about the franchise in general. If they were just losing games, but the owner was still like a good guy, I don't think people wanted Dan Snyder out as much as they do necessarily. Um, But um, I think for the overall look of the franchise, it's going to be better. Um, In terms of what it's going to do for wins, losses, I mean, that's still yet to be determined. Um, Overall, I, I think this team is not built for success right away, but you know i think moving off of snyder makes you feel better about the team you bring in guys that have owned other successful teams in the past so they know what they're doing uh in harris and and johnson and uh it's just a better look for the franchise at the very least um we'll see where things go in terms of does that lead to success uh, on the field you would you would hope so but um I think overall, I think just Washington fans have been tired of snyder and and the way he runs things, and then that will get people excited to no longer have to know that your owner is a bad guy or at least is being accused of being this terrible person and you know having somebody that is magic Johnson who everybody likes, you know, and he's gonna go around and probably be kind of that face like Colin said, and then Josh Harris can kind of work things behind the scenes, and we'll see if uh, they do get that new stadium because their stadium is still terrible. Um, they need a new stadium. They need a new location. Um, so there's a lot of things that this group's going to have to come in and fix, but um, overall, I think if you're a Washington fan, the excitement is that you know Snyder's not going to be in charge anymore, and hopefully the team returns to its glory days. Uh, is what you're thinking if you're a Washington fan, but let's have to wait and see. I mean, there's still a lot of things they'll have to do with this new group to have success, but um, this is certainly a step in the right direction.
2: Yeah, and I think it's just like, as I mentioned, just a chance for them to be better. I think that's all I'm happy about. I don't don't have any wild expectations that they're going to go out and win a Super Bowl in the next five years.
3: This is the thing that I guess you could be skeptical about if you wanted to be, right? Everybody's going to love them. The first half decade to a decade, because it's yeah, not maybe the, Snyders. the first six months. <laughs> it's not the Sniders anymore, and a new stadium's probably coming. Right, potentially back to DC.
4: But we gotta remember these are football fans, so people are still gonna be impatient. I don't think they're gonna get a half decade to get the team to be good. They're gonna get two years. Well,
3: the people are gonna stay optimistic throughout until the new stadium. I, I still think. maybe Even if the team's not that successful, like, if it stays the same But right this
4: now. is an NFL college where the new stadium, you can say, okay, we can get more recruits. Like That's true. Like the players,
3: yeah, they care but about the stadium. Better facilities, but I guess, maybe better coaching. I, I don't know.
4: Yeah, I saw
3: oh, – what's that but guy's the, name? come after that, what is their long-term goals, I guess, is something yeah. that – because if the team's still not performing – then it goes to that so after the stadium how's this ownership group going to be the next decade or the next decade
4: but i think overall like the reason why people don't like snyder not so much i mean obviously the team made a lot of bad moves like from a football perspective but i think the the background of what was going on behind yeah, the there were scenes too many is the bigger thing because there's plenty of teams that are bad that have had the same owners for a long time and people aren't, like, begging for them to be selling the team. I mean, some people the, are. There but are,
3: like, but they won't.
4: But I mean, it's not it's not the same extent, it seems like. Maybe it's just because I've kind of been around it more with the Washington fan base, but I just feel like, like there's plenty of bad teams out there that if – the team was just bad it's not necessarily i mean i can list off sell. three
3: baseball yeah but teams the, that their fans want them to but they're not okay. going to
4: the orioles are g- a good example mm-hmm. obviously but pirates I think, the a's yeah but the a's are also because they need a new stadium like oriole fans um i think it's more so because they've let big name players leave you know and stuff like that so but, the A's, but the a's it's like the, the team has a terrible feel like nothing's changing with them. I think there's there's different reasonings there. I feel like the Washington pushback is more so because of the person that yes, he is no, than yeah. yeah. You're 100% the team right. In that.
2: I think that that is Nick you're correct on that and I just think you know my overall thought is I don't expect any changes for a year. It's hard to implement stuff within the in your coming months. Yeah. I think that you know I don't I don't push the reset button until next summer or next off season, I guess, until they're out of the third, if they're not in the playoffs, whatever. And I think, you know, this is obviously just me. This is my own thoughts. If the offense has a great year this year, but the defense and the defense has an average year and they don't perform well, they don't, they don't have a good record. They don't make the playoffs. I think Eric Bieniemy could be your next head coach. Yeah. And Ron Rivera could or even if they do somewhat well, Ron Rivera could step into a senior football role like we saw down in Tampa Bay with uh with with Bruce Arians.
4: Yeah, I mean, if the defense is bad and Rivera's your head coach, he's a defensive-minded head coach. So the defense being bad is not something you want uh in Washington. You know, that's the other thing too i think you have to give these owners some time because Mm -hmm. they didn't hire the gm they didn't hire these coaches so
3: and that's why i said the first decade maybe half decade
4: maybe a year or two i think people uh, are going to start you know wanting to see wins in the next two years consistently but um you know this team has still got a lot of question marks obviously i don't i'm not sold on ron rivera i'm not sold on sam howell so yeah. You know, there's a lot of things that you'll just have to wait and see, but overall I think it gives you some hope and yeah. some confidence that these guys will lead the group a lot better than Dan Snyder did. All right. Sing for the moment.
2: Bye, Dan. All right?
3: Goodbye, Dan.
2: Goodbye, Dan. Uh with the time we got left in the show, we'll step aside for a two minute break. When we come back, we'll talk Celtics winning game seven yesterday. They'll play the Heat on Wednesday. We'll talk about that and the a Nats and O's segment sponsored in part by Hagerstown Ford, revolutionizing the car buying experience. Go to HagerstownFord.com for more. Again, on the other side of this break, Celtics win Game Seven, and we'll talk Nats and O's. You're tuning in the Sports Mix on Talk Radio WRNR. TV time back in two minutes.
3: Not sure where to go or who to trust with your flooring project? And start with Trips Flooring, proudly serving the area for more than 25 years. Specializing in floor sanding and refinishing, along with installation of new flooring, including hardwood, tile, vinyl, laminate, carpet, and the hottest trend in flooring luxury vinyl, tile, and luxury vinyl plank. Are you on a budget? Check out their warehouse, Cash & Carry, or call 304-229-7009 or visit them online at tripsfloorsanding.com.
0: Welcome back to this final segment of the Sports
2: Mix for we your Monday, May 15th, 2023. Brought to you in part by the Mayor's Group and Prize Financial Advisors. John Everson and Phil McCoy. Stop by 1270 Winchester Avenue or call 304-263-4343. Spencer Nick and Colin, happy to have you with us here about uh, nine or eight or so minutes left in today's edition of the sports mix again the news of the day it is now basically official based upon the school board uh, this is how we f- we found out other coaches before they've been approved are set to, are the candidate that is named by the school for appointment as david walker will if voted yes tonight by the school board will officially retake over the football program at martinsburg high school he'll be on the show he'll join us via telephone tomorrow at twelve thirty to discuss his decision of leaving division two football and coming back to the high school ranks and why he came back i guess is the whole reason that's kind of we've talked about this at lengths over the last couple of months uh when the speculation first came out and we we're like this is an interesting move this doesn't make any sense well we'll have the man on tomorrow David Walker he'll be on the show presuming the board vote says yes and he will come on and discuss uh, being named the being renamed the head football coach at Martinsburg High School but we'll move on now and talk uh, talk about the Celtics yesterday they get the big win over uh, the 76ers and what was a close game at halftime and then in the third quarter, Uh, Totally different. Totally different from first to second half. Totally different.
3: I loved every second of that second half. And the first half was a good one, too, even though for a majority of it, Philadelphia uh, was actually in the lead up until the final few minutes. And then the Celtics took that three-point lead going into the half. But when it comes down to things, especially in a game seven, the Stars need to show up and the real MVP of the NBA, Jason Tatum, showed up and had a 51-point game, now the NBA record for most points in a Game 7. And Philadelphia's guy, Embiid, only had 15 points. And the entire 76ers team shot terribly and didn't show up.
4: Yeah, 37% shooting for the Sixers from the floor. Uh, the third quarter was 33-10. to 10. So, I mean, yeah. it was pretty pathetic out there. And I don't really know what happened you started to see, obviously, Boston take control toward the end of the second quarter. Boston
3: started off the third quarter with a twenty-three to one run, I believe.
4: Yeah, and I I don't know how you come out so flat to begin the second half. Uh, some good defense, obviously, be, being played by the Celtics, but um, to, you know, not be able to execute at all doesn't make much sense to me. But you know, Boston, obviously, the better team. We kind of said this all playoffs. They have the roster to do this and win these kind of games like they did yesterday, they just haven't done it consistently enough. Uh, it is the playoffs if so things do get tighter. But overall, Celtics found a way to, to really take control of this game. And Bede did not show up, Harden did not show up. Uh, Maxi kind of did, you know, being kind of that third guy that's really taken more of a two role this year on this team uh but you know and bead was taking some weird shots he was 0 for 4 from 3 i don't know why he was taking so far away from the basket and taking those contested shots uh late in the shot clock um just some just some weird things from the 76ers but uh the Celtics are the better team um so i'm not like surprised that they won i was a little bit surprised that the game played out the way it did uh, considering how it was playing in the first half, but that third quarter was just absolutely terrible. The game
3: really changed. I don't know if you were watching from start to finish I watched, when. Uh, uh,
4: starting the second quarter.
3: Niang, when he grabbed Brown's yeah, that leg, that place. was really where it seemed like Boston just got pissed off and decided to change to that gear that everybody was waiting for the Celtics to change to, to be the dominant team that you really saw them be in the second half
4: yeah i have no idea why niang decided to grab him while he was on the bench i mean i know why he decided to but like they have cameras they're gonna get <laughs> <Yeah>. stuff <laughs> now like you may be able to get away with that 30 20, years ago 30 yeah. years ago when they were not replaying everything but um you know you're not going to get away with that nowadays so uh especially when they review every technical so they're going to give a technical on uh brown and then I didn't get why he still got one, but
3: I think all they can change it once yeah, it was already the done. Uh, that, even though they said that they were keeping it, I, I don't think they could have changed it in the yeah. first place. But in the first place, I agree there shouldn't have been a technical, especially the way they worded that technical unnecessary taunting. It, it was completely necessary.
4: Well, yeah. what would he be taunting about anyway? Because it he, also is not he was taunting. Probably like, he just, hey, why'd you grab yeah. my? I mean, I don't know what he said. So but just i guess that it ultimately didn't matter i'd be like hey why would you grab
3: it just seemed like that's where the mentality of boston really changed
4: yeah i think that's when they kind of toughened up a little bit but tatum was great the whole game i mean he had 25 at halftime 25 of their 55 i believe they had at the half so he was amazing in that first (laughs) half and and he played great all game and i mean jalen brown did his thing as well but if tatum's scoring like that, you know, that's really all they needed in this game when you look back on it. Um, But, I mean, the Celtics, they have the the depth, they have the talent. Can they you know, hold off this Miami team now because this has been back-to-back series where maybe it went a little bit longer than you would expect. The Heat are obviously playing great. You know, they upset the Milwaukee Bucks. They uh, upset the Knicks. So, you know, can they complete it? I I think it should be an interesting series. Overall, I think Boston probably wins in five or six games because they're a better team and that's what they probably should do but the way miami's playing maybe they can force it to a seventh game
3: i wouldn't be surprised because yeah boston came back to win the series but at no point should they have been behind in this series when you look at those games i mean give credit to the sixers and i will harden great game one but in the end they still
4: stole it i wonder if this will be the end of doc rivers and philly i mean hmm. You can't really blame him for this game because his team didn't execute at all, but it could very well be. I mean, blowing the series lead. Ultimately, they got to blame somebody, so they'll fire him probably. Yeah, somebody's got to be
2: the scapegoat, as they always
4: say. It was Ben Simmons.
2: Uh, But the uh, West Finals they will begin tomorrow night. Lakers Nuggets eight thirty ESPN. Then the Heat and the. Celtics Wednesday, 8.30 ESPN. Before we uh, finish things up here, we'll talk some Nats and O's. Nats, they're looking to split the four-game weekend series uh, this afternoon. 3.35 will be the pregame coverage. 4.05 is first pitch with the Mets. And uh, C.J. Abrams had a really good weekend. I believe he had eight RBIs in two days, essentially, because they only – or three games. So pretty good for a guy that's kind of been up and down. He's the guy that they want to build around in the future. How about the O's? How do they do
4: this weekend? Otani's in Baltimore tonight.
3: Otani's in Baltimore tonight against Grayson Rodriguez. So great pitching matchup potentially on hand for the O's and the Angels at Camden Yards tonight.
2: All right. Well, that will do it for this edition of the Sports Mix. Once again, we'll have the EPAC baseball section one championship game one of potentially two Hedgesville host Musselman Musselman has two games to win one Hedgesville going to win them both that'll be 640 pregame 7 p.m. for the first pitch then tomorrow at 1230 pending board approval tonight we'll be joined via telephone at 1230 by uh, new Martinsburg Bulldog head coach or well, returning Martinsburg Bulldog head coach David Walker but that'll do it for this edition of the sports mix for Colin Nick I'm Spencer saying so long we'll talk to you again tonight and then tomorrow at
0: twelve. Eight. Talk radio WRNR Martinsburg, Carneysville, Ranson.